On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. Just then, in front of him, there was a man who had dropsy. And Jesus asked the lawyers and the Pharisees, is it lawful to cure people on the Sabbath or not? But they were silent. So Jesus took him and healed him and sent him away. Then he said to them, if one of you has a child or an ox that has fallen into a well, will you not immediately pull it out on a Sabbath day? And they could not reply to this. Today we are concluding our sermon series, A Time for Everything, and today we are looking at A Time to Heal, a message about healing. Now, I know that uh, talking about healing and looking at the Gospels there are often times that we see a passage and we just sort of skim the surface of it and go by. And I think this text in Luke chapter 14 is exactly one of those texts because there's a guy who gets healed and there are religious authorities who are asking questions. We already know there are a million texts just like this, except, of course, that's what happens when we skim the surface of a text. When we dive deeper, suddenly all kinds of things emerge. So in this text, we find that Jesus is walking to have a meal at the home of a Pharisee on the Sabbath day. And as he's walking along, he happens to see a man who has dropsy. Now, I've spent the last couple weeks asking people if they know what dropsy is. And I have basically gotten two different responses, I think based upon how the word sounds. So the first thing is that dropsy is a kind of a form of narcolepsy. It's like... Um, you know, when you sit down to watch your favorite TV show in the evening and you keep nodding off. That's dropsy. Or some people think that dropsy is maybe uh, some kind of muscular weakness, right? That you're, that you're kind of floppy and you fall down a lot because you, you're not very strong. Uh, that's the other form of dropsy that people use. But that's not what dropsy is at all. Dropsy is what we would call in this day edema. Dropsy is too much water in soft tissues of the body. 
and there must have been enough water in whatever part of the body that Jesus could see it. The man with dropsy has too much water. Now, usually when we think about water, we think of water as healing, water as life-giving, water as cleansing and refreshing, and water is all those things. We can't live without water. But every good thing has a shadow side. Every good thing, except for maybe, and I say maybe God, and that's another sermon. <laughs> every good thing has this downside to it, which is why we use the phrase too much of a good thing. Think about owning a home. Owning a home is a wonderful thing until you have that string of things that break and you have to come up with the money to fix all those things. Shadow side. Being with family is a wonderful thing until uh, COVID quarantine comes and you are with the same people night and day and you're like, can't I just get a little break from you kids for a while? <laughs> Shadow side. Or Thanksgiving. Oh my goodness, we all look forward to a wonderful meal until you've had that third helping and then you're saying to yourself, I am so stuffed, I feel sick and I can't move. Shadow side. Every good thing has this shadow side, and too much water is not a good thing. So Jesus sees this man who has dropsy, and he turns to the religious authorities to ask two questions. Now, one thing I want us to notice here is that when Jesus has a disagreement or he wants to point out an opposing view, he never wags his finger. He doesn't yell at the people. Usually he just asks questions until they see for themselves what he wants them to see. So the first thing Jesus says is, hey, is it okay for me to heal this guy on the Sabbath? And the Pharisees are silent. They do not say a word. You see, Jesus is often trying to show us the communal, the institutional and organizational and systemic ways that the world functions, and we are all the time looking at the individual side of things instead of seeing this communal picture he's painting. And when these Pharisees and lawyers are silent, basically they're saying, look, we made the rules and regulations that won't heal this man on the Sabbath. It's to our advantage to uh, uphold them and maintain them. Why would we have anything to say to change the system we've created and that does well by us? It's not just individuals that need to be healed. 
It's systems, it's organizations, it's institutions. Sometimes it's the church where a few are upholding uh, their position, their ability to define uh, the rules and the regulations in ways that harm others. I mean, imagine if we had a rule that you had to wear dresses and suits and ties, or a coat and tie, to worship on Sunday. All the people who don't own those things couldn't come to worship unless we also kept a closet out there and handed them out if they didn't have it. That would be a rule that we created to keep people away, and often you do that because you're afraid of this person. The, the, the religious authorities are probably afraid of someone with an illness. That's why they deem them unclean. They want to keep them away from them. You see, systems operate in a way that protects those who have the power and the privilege in the system, but often at the expense of those who aren't part of the power holders of the system. And when these Pharisees remain silent, Jesus turns back to the man with dropsy, heals him, and sends him on his way. And then he turns back to the religious authorities and asks a second question, which you will only really understand if you know that dropsy is too much water. Because he then says, look here, if your child or your animal falls into the well on a Sabbath, won't you immediately pull it out too much water and you are going to save the child or the animal? Too much water and you're going to leave it alone. You're going to save one and send the other away. Both cases of too much water. And they can say nothing to this because the logic is so clear in what Jesus has asked. What is the difference between the two of them? The difference is the rules that you have made. God said, rest on the Sabbath. Did God say, uh, but don't heal on the Sabbath? We make rules and regulations and Jesus shows us sometimes our systems have been set up in ways that actually harm people when God's way is to heal and make whole. And so our systems need to be healed. But there's another part of this story that is so interesting, and it is this man with dropsy himself. This is one of the few, if not the only, healing stories where the man says nothing. This man does not ask Jesus to heal him. This man doesn't thank Jesus for healing him. This man doesn't glorify God. This man is absolutely silent. Maybe he's silent because he has been so beaten down by the system that he's internalized the messages. It's the Sabbath. There's no chance anybody is going to heal me. I might as well just keep on my way. You know what it's like. It's like when there are parents who tell their child all the time, 
you're stupid, you'll never amount to anything. And the child begins to believe, I'm stupid, I'll never amount to anything. And Jesus always steps into those messages that are sent to us by society or by families or friends or ourselves and says, no, you are worthy, you are beloved, you deserve healing. But maybe this man is actually too proud or too self-sufficient. Maybe he's embarrassed by his condition, and so he does not want to ask for help. How many times are we in a situation where we actually need some help, but we are too proud, embarrassed, self-sufficient to ask someone else for help? We would rather suffer and struggle than to say, hey, I really need some help here. I see this all the time in students who aren't doing well in a class, but will never reach out to the professor or to another student and say, look, I'm not quite getting this, so that they could get the help they need. How many people who are suffering from depression and know something is wrong, but they're too ashamed or embarrassed to say, listen, I think I need a little help here. Maybe maybe you need some help getting your house organized. Or maybe you you need some help uh, with your car or who knows what. But so often we are too proud or embarrassed or self-sufficient to ask for help. But the Christian life, the life of faith is never meant to be a life of self-sufficiency. It's not meant to be a life of, I'm going to take care of myself. It's a life lived in relationship so that when today you need some help, I know tomorrow I need some help, and that is how we care for one another. But we have to be willing to cry out and say, I need some help here. We need to be willing to ask for healing. Maybe the healing that we're asking for doesn't happen right away. I mean, think about how long this man may have had dropsy. Maybe he had even given up on any hope of ever being healed. Maybe that's his issue. But when we see this text, Jesus shows up at the right time. And Jesus heals him. Not because he asked for healing. Not because of anything he's done. But but because Jesus came to give life, to heal and make whole. And Jesus continues today to offer that same healing and wholeness to us. No matter what it is we're thinking, no matter what it is we're feeling, no matter what the messages might be, Jesus still heals. And so when we look at this text, we can see how often it is that systems and institutions will often try to inundate us 
to, to do things that, that make us barely able to keep our heads above water. We sometimes do to ourselves the same kinds of things where we aren't willing to reach out, to be in relationship, to believe that Jesus wants to heal us. But in this text, Jesus speaks. Jesus acts. And it is quite clear that Jesus is showing us exactly what it is we are to do. We are to speak. We are to act when we see someone or something that is in need of healing. Who is it that might be crossing our path that we need to speak and act to offer healing and wholeness in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.